when I saw you grieving in that time, and just the level of loss and pain, it had like a, an interesting effect that we didn't really plan on, which was as you're saying to me, I'm hearing my mother's voice tell me, I know I'm worthless, I know I don't matter, I can't get away from it, her voice, like I still hear it in my head, I'm 40 years old, and I'm still hearing her say, you don't matter, you don't matter. And as you're sharing that, it was just like God spoken to me, ministering to my heart at that moment. Your voice that you speak over your children will travel with them. 20 and 30 and 40 and 50 years into the future, I was like, oh, what am I speaking into my kids' lives that they're going to be hearing when they're 40 years old? This is Behind Our Smiles. Pursuing connection. And finding joy. Even in the struggle. And welcome back to another episode of the Behind Our Smiles podcast. We're Joe and Tara Buchanan, and it's part two. Yes. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, you want to catch up to that. That is, can't we just skip Mother's Day? So last mm. episode, we talked about Joe's struggle growing up with abusive mothers and just all the, all the pain that caused you mm. and how it affected your whole life. Today, we want to go more into the transition of the fact that I then became a mother. Right. <laughs> I became a mother four times, you know, over the past years and how that affected our marriage because mm. suddenly you're having a hard time Mother's Day. You want to skip Mother's Day and I'm a mother. So inevitably <laughs> it did cause an issue. And you know, when we got married, Joe, you never said, hey, by the way, right. just to let you know, Mother's Day is going to be tough for me. So don't get your hopes up. <laughs> we kind of just found it happening and we had to deal with it. It's interesting because even in our dating years, I'm not even sure. I, Looking back on it, I know I was probably more cranky and a little bit mm -hmm. shorter and all those things around Mother's Day, but I could not put my finger mm -hmm. on exactly what was happening. You would kind of cover it surface-wise. Yeah. You know, on, on the outside, you'd be happy, but really. Mm. And I think when we got married, right, and I have to see more of you, it was more like, what's going on? And the funny thing is we didn't always realize that's what was going on. Like we got in some of our most craziest fights around Mother's Day, because again, Joe, you were like super sensitive or you'd be reactionary over the smallest things. And I would rightfully be upset. And we kind of saw a pattern happening until right. now, like we're better at like spotting it. But the biggest thing it showed up, I remember with not so much a fight, but was the transition into motherhood was like Mother's Day church. Mm -hmm. Right now, growing up, we had Mother's Day church. And if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's a big deal. The sermon's about Mother's Day. Everyone's flowers everywhere. And there's just a big deal. And for me, that was no problem, no trauma. You know, I had a mom to celebrate, you know, happy Mother's Day, mom. And that was no big deal. But then I have a baby and I'm like, oh, I'm a mother now. Like this mm -hmm. was the most exciting thing in the world for me, Joe. And you can attest to you, this was my dream. Like I love what I do and I love everything, but my goal and my dream in life was to be a mom. Yeah. Not and only did you want to be a mom, but you wanted to be a mom like 10 times over. <laughs> as many times as I could handle. And God gave me four and I'm very happy with my four. Um, and I've been, you know, a full-time mom. I mean, I was just ready. I mean, when mm. I quit my job, I didn't look back. I was like, this is it. I want to pour my everything into my kids. And I ended up homeschooling and the whole thing just, I ate it up as much as it was a challenge, obviously. And there were, there were moments that were difficult. Mm. I knew that was my calling and my role in life. So, you know, I became a mom and now I'm like, okay, give me the flower. I have arrived. <laughs> I gave birth. I'm caring for this human 24 hours a day. You know, give me my day to say thank you because we all know that mothering is mostly thankless. And Mother's Day comes and I, we went to church that first day, mm -hmm. but future years go by and you're kind of going, I don't even want to go to church. Mm. And I'm like, what? This is <laughs> this is the day, you know, that I get my moment to say, yes, mother's out there. You're doing a great job. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> and you're just like, can we just skip Mother's Day? 
Yeah, and that's actually where the title of these two podcasts came from was was one of those very early mm-hmm. when you were first a mom and I literally asked the question, couldn't we just skip this Sunday? Well, I don't want to go. Right. I'm like, you don't want to go? And again, my brain was like in two different places. Okay, I know my my husband does not have the same experience. Like I'm aware of it on one end, but I'm like, but I'm a mom now. And like, it was so much a part of who I was and the greatest, greatest joy in my life. So anything to celebrate being a mom, I'm all in. And I was very torn mm-hmm. because I did want to celebrate you mm-hmm. as a mom and I wanted you celebrated as a mom and I wanted the world to know what a great mom you were because even in the the very short time that you had been a mom, you were doing an amazing job compared to what I kind of grew up experiencing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I wanted that for you and I didn't want you to be deprived of that or or have that stolen from you in any way. But I also knew it was just extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. So I could rise to the occasion. Right. I could definitely and you smile did. You and did. do it. Right. Mm-hmm. But I also knew that it would, it really would mess me up for, right. it would be longer. We'd be home from church. You'd be really excited that they celebrated you and you'd be moving on mm-hmm. and I would still be dealing with it. Right. And, and I think, you know, so over the years we kind of did the church because that's what we were doing. Again, nothing against going to church, but we're talking about this like, outside surfacey yeah not real authentic just a really blanket celebration and we know that most people have some issue that it's difficult and a lot of churches now have have changed a little bit of how they right because there are you know there's just you start counting up the issues that can give you a reason to want to skip it and there's more than not but i think in time part of our growth and this sounds so bad to say but truthfully we had to say how important is it to go to church on mother's day if it's going to be the kind of thing where it's in your face, right? Mm. And I think over the years, that was one of the ways we said, okay, you know, like, okay, I can get that, Joe. I can get why that might be excruciating for you in some ways. And all this to put in perspective, Joe, you were a fabulous father in terms of being a support to me as a mom. You know, one reason I could, you know, mother and homeschool my kids the way I did is because of your support and love. Mm. And I know that every other day of the year, you are cheering me on when I need help. You're helping me out. You're telling the kids, listen to your mom and everything I can ask for you as a supportive partner in parenting, you have been, but it's kind of like looking at it isolated. This one little moment, you know, that it has to be a certain thing to celebrate your mom it has to look like this. And I thought, okay, does it have to look like this for me to feel like he appreciates me? No, and I appreciate that. And, and, we did figure out a way. So yeah, we skip church on Mother's Day, <laughs> but we go and do something special. Mm-hmm. We, I kind of pick your brain on, hey, what would you like to do? Whether we go out to a state park and do some mm-hmm. hiking or we go out to dinner with the kids or we, mm-hmm. we take them somewhere and just have some fun together. We, we don't just stay home and right. skip well, it they all have, together. I think we, and over the years, Joe, we've kind of worked it out. And, and granted, for, for backdrop, many of our first years, we definitely went to see my mom and Mother's Day. Right. And I enjoy celebrating her and often my brothers would be there and it'd be just fine. That was great. But my mom, to give her public props too, at one point realized that, wait a minute, both me and her daughters-in-law were both mothers of growing families and this day did not have to be about grandma. Mm. And so I think the first year they skipped town and like, <laughs> we're not home. So y'all have make your own plans. <laughs> and now it was like, that was really nice to be able to say, hey, what is best for you as a mom? That even though I call my mom and I, again, try to honor her in every way that, you know, we did have to rethink it to say, okay, what would a good day look like for both of us to, and especially when our kids got a little bit older and they could like do something special with us. But 
I remember that we did have a turning point along the way. So we're kind of figuring this out. We're going, okay, Joe has an issue. <laughs> He's got a few issues, but one Thanks. of his issues, the reason we're doing this podcast is this angst and this, I'm not sure what's even bothering me about Mother's Day, right? Mm. And, and so we're working around it. I'm like, okay, we have to kind of work around it and make sure that he's cared for and that he's all right and figuring out me. And I remember we did have that moment that we could look back on and say that shifted the way we saw things. And this was probably probably 10 years ago. I think I had just had our fourth kid. So we had four kids under 10 or 11, 10 years old and homeschooling them full time and everything's going on. And we are getting closer to Mother's Day, probably two, three weeks out. And we get this big, enormous fight. And all I remember is I'd come home from the grocery store and I brought home the wrong lunch meat because <laughs> you get like lunch meat sandwiches and I forget from week to week what you wanted. But of course you're coming home and the kids are there and you have piles of groceries and you're putting things away. And and you asked me, did we have whatever it was? And it's like, no, I didn't get that lunch meat. I forgot, right? And you reacted really strongly mm-hmm. and you just, and what it was, you can explain better yourself. But what it was, was at the heart of it was no one's looking out for me, Right why wouldn't you get the one lunch meat that I want? Like, you know, I like this and you're not going to get me the one little thing I want. I'm going, I didn't know, you know, and it kind of progressed from there and I'm crying. And I was like, I don't know what this reaction was because Joe, normally you're pretty chill (laughs) and you roll with things very well. But I think in that moment, something struck in you. And I'm guessing that's what it was, was no one's got my back. Yeah. And it was, there was already turmoil happening Mm -hmm. because it was Mother's Day uh, season. Two weeks, three weeks out. Um, and I think looking back, we probably could look at different things that happened in the years past. We just never put a finger on it mm-hmm. to understand right. this is that why. Was, that's why it was why so was weird. Why was so short with me there? Or why was he, uh, you know, whatever. Especially, I'll, I'll, give this, I'll give this caveat. Joe, normally you are completely kind, roll with it, whatever's great, make me peanut butter and jelly. Like you're super <laughs> easygoing. In, so, but once in a while, like something just totally, like, wait a minute, you never have a problem with ham mm. or turkey. But today it like, super matters to you and that's when we both go click well and i remember that day clear as day and i remember there are moments in our lives when you're almost outside yourself Mm -hmm. and i remember even in the midst of the moment going why am i so upset what about this has made me so upset and i didn't even know how to rationally think that it's just Mm -hmm. those were thoughts going through my mind but i was already dealing with it i was already dealing with insignificance i was already feeling that way i was feeling like nothing i didn't matter Mm -hmm. uh everybody else's needs were more important why am i even worried about my own needs and just kind of wrestling through that and feeling forgotten, feeling alone, seeing these incredible Hallmark commercials on mm-hmm. TV about perfect moms and going, man, there must be something wrong with me. And just that, what kind of mm-hmm. things we talked well, about last even, episode. And even things right? you did in your job on the radio, yeah. you know, it's very common to have promotions to say, write in and tell yes. me why your mom's the best. And every day you're reading these stories of why this mom's the best and why that mom's the best. And you're like, oh, you know. Right. And so all of me. that was, and to make matters worse, I was putting pressure on myself to not feel those things, mm-hmm. to say, man, don't be so childish. Don't worry about your wife. Right. Mm-hmm. Be an adult here. Take care of your your wife and kids, the mom in your life there. And so I was, I kept thinking, it kept just further proving this idea that something was wrong with me. And so I was believing the lies of the enemy. I'm very, um, the reaction that I had that day is on me. There is no excuse for that reaction at all. It's not like I can point mm-hmm. to this and say that's to blame. No, I'm, I was in full control. I should have known uh, and I should have reacted better. But what had happened, I think, um, to help us understand is that it had just piled up so high. Mm-hmm. And then this one little thing that absolutely never matters to me right. at all. 
all of a sudden it went, even the girl that I married that I have full trust in, I never, Mm -hmm. I didn't think this consciously. It was only after processing it, doesn't even care about me. And Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, it just went, okay, here we go. Here we go again. Mm -hmm. And all of that just started piling out. Right. I think we had, we've had, again, a lot of small conversations leading up to these kind of moments, right? You can, some of them are small moments, some are big, but I think that was like, when I feel like I was yelling at you or something like, what is your deal? <laughs> I'm like, what is your deal? Like, this is wrong. There were I don't, a lot of emotions flying. <laughs> a lot I'll of just what are your that, deals. Yes. And I mean, now we kind of know most of your deal, Joe, but I'm <laughs> Thanks, still trying to figure out what your deal is. But that moment when you kind of said, oh my goodness, like this pain is still right here. Like mm. it's my mom, like the pain from my mom that we talked about last episode it's right here at the surface, you know? And I don't even know, and I know you were upset with yourself too, going, I am 42 years old or 40. I don't know who you were, 40 something years old. You know, you're a grown man, you're raising a family, you got well, a career. Well, it was 10 years ago, I was less 40-ish. than 42. Yeah, yeah, right around there. <laughs> it all starts to blend together once you right. pass a certain amount of years, you know? And kind of going, why am I not over this, mm. right? Why, what is wrong with me back to right. that, that I'm not over this? that here I am raising a family, doing all this stuff, and yet these little things can happen, and I'm not over it. And this was several days of intense conversation too, mm-hmm. or, or maybe even weeks at, at that point, I don't remember. But we, mm-hmm. we it opened the dialogue to begin to ask the questions. Mm-hmm. And, I, and what I really appreciate about how that went, and why I think it was a huge turning point for us, was your ability to really listen, Tara, mm-hmm. and really try to understand. And then my ability also, on some level to listen and understand where you are coming from and to say, mm-hmm. wait a minute, this, this is not, we are not the problem here. Mm-hmm. This is the problem. We have to turn toward mm-hmm. it. And we have, this really does have to get figured out because if it surfaced over lunch meat, mm-hmm. where is it going to surface again? And what is it going to well, look it goes, like if well, it's not dealt with? Well, it goes back to, to me when I understood when I was able to listen and part of being able to listen, Joe, is you be able to share vulnerably, you know, if you're yeah. not talking, Right. I can't listen. So when you were kind of in a place to share more vulnerably, to say, again, what's wrong with me? I don't understand. And to understand that, okay, it wasn't personal, right? You do know that I care about you. You're not really upset about the lunch meat. You had to tell me that. Like, yeah. I'm okay with that. This is what I'm upset about. I'm upset that my mom, blah, 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 blah. And it came out over here. And just listening to you going, okay, yeah, this this stinks, you know, like this is, and learn that process of listening of what was going on underneath the surface. And again, it's many, many conversations, but I think that night for some reason, we had a level of breakthrough. Well, and, and I think, I think sometimes we can't understand what is really happening until you begin to really talk it out mm-hmm. and, and begin to really look at it on a deeper level to say, yeah, this is, it doesn't justify my actions, but this is what is happening. How can we work through this? And I think, Tara, the, the craziest part about the whole thing is I think both of us really just wanted the the skip to do la, 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 happy life. Mm-hmm. And, and what I mean by that is we didn't want these things to affect that. We We just... And I think in that moment, we always knew that there was heaviness because of the things that I had gone through and the different sides of the track or whatever you want to say that we came from. But I think in that moment, we we learned a very valuable thing in that this is not going to be light. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be easy and it's going to take some time. And we began to kind of work through that. And I think it was really 
a, a very good turning point. Well, I think in talking about like the healing process, we talked about that last episode. I think what I learned there too is part of that healing process too is grieving. Mm. And I think I look at your life and go, you never had much chance to grieve those losses, right? Those were legitimate losses. When your mom rejects you and your mom abandons you and you have to leave your home, like all these losses that you experienced, you didn't have time to grieve because you were busy surviving, right? And mm. even after you'd left your home and were an adult, it was like survival, survival, survival. And I think what God was doing in that moment was saying, okay, it's okay if right now we got to catch up on some grieving and to go, I miss my mom. I wish she had loved me. I'm grieving that loss of love. I'm grieving it. And I think me giving you the space to say, hey, you need some time to grieve, right? Mm -hmm. Like you need some time just to grieve this loss. And I think that was hard for me to go, okay, Mother's Day might not be all about me, right? But to say, hey, my husband's suffering. He's mourning a very significant loss in his life. And I think one of the things that I said to you that for whatever reason just made sense for you because it was kind of a light bulb moment was this idea was like I was missing a limb mm -hmm. um, that I either a, a I never had or mm -hmm. I dreamed about I dreamed about having, having. <laughs> and there was just no access and and I think to make that make even more sense it was that I was I never had the limb but I now understood what having the limb meant mm -hmm. and it made me miss it even more. Right. That makes sense. And when I was able to articulate that to you with God's help, obviously, I think it created a, a depth of understanding in you mm -hmm. to say, okay, uh, I see that I see that there's a real suffering happening. How do we mm -hmm. how do we work through this? And for me too, part of the hardship in that and, and part of the reason that I hadn't shared openly with you before that to the level that I did in that moment was I always have been conscious of a balance mm -hmm. of making sure the relationship, our relationship stays healthy and it doesn't lean one way or mm -hmm. the other. So I didn't want it to become all about well, me. And it feels, it feels so wrong. You're like, yeah. it's mother's day. This is the day for my wife. And yeah. here I am making it all about me. So yeah. it's like we're caught in a, in yeah. a trap. That's why both of us had to say, we have to work with the elephant in the room. This mm -hmm. holiday may not be easier, but the cool thing is this. I know my job as a mother is way more than Mother's Day. Like, goodness gracious, if Hallmark never invented it, you know, we could get around ways to appreciate a mother. But I think what happened in that moment when I saw you grieving in that time and just the level of loss and pain, it had like a, an interesting effect that we didn't really plan on it, which was as you're saying to me, I'm hearing my mother's voice tell me, right? I know I'm worthless. I know I don't matter. I can't get away from it. Her voice, like I still hear it in my head. I'm 40 years old and... I'm still hearing her say, you don't matter, you don't matter. And as you're sharing that though, it was just like God spoken to me, ministering to my heart at that moment, going, your mother's voice can travel with you for mm. decades into the future. Your voice that you speak over your children will travel with them 20 and 30 and 40 and 50 years into the future. I was like, oh, you know, what am I speaking into my kids' lives that they're gonna be hearing when they're 40 years old? Mm. That's really good. And I remember we had a, a conversation about mm -hmm. that, of exactly what that looks like. And and granted, we all, we did speak healthy right. over our kids, um, but I think it became a, a, a stronger level of intentionality. Well, when you say this, I mean, like, when if you're tempted to say as a mother, you know, what I do doesn't matter, mm. right? And that's really tempting because so much of a job can be redundant. It can be busy work. It can feel completely insignificant, right? The fact that I'm doing this for my child every day and spending this kind of time with them 
and the emotional burden you carry, you can feel like it doesn't matter, you know, day in, day out. And I think, especially at that stage of my life, the kids were all fairly young and it was, a, it was training grounds and there wasn't much, you know, me time and break time. But to say, man, what I'm doing here today really matters. It really, really matters because if a mother can cause that much pain to her child by neglect, how much more can a mother be a blessing to her child by her love, right? And instilling God's love into our kids. So it kind of gave me some more resolve to say as a mom, you know, I want to make sure that 30 years and they're telling them, what did your mom say? That it's good stuff, right? And I remember clear as day, the day that you shared that with me, that revelation Mm -hmm. moment, because I think I was her, I was so concerned that I was bringing the whole family down, Mm -hmm. right? Like, man, I'm just, and you're saying, no, it actually shows the importance Mm -hmm. of why our jobs matter. What I'm doing right now as a mom, it really matters. Now, again, it's not like if I make one mistake, it's you, Joe. Obviously, there's a great, big, long black and white. But to go, man, I don't want to ever bring that kind of pain to my well, kids. Well, and, and in full disclosure, it is an ebb and flow. There right. is a, there are, a times. there are times that we are short with our kids. Mm-hmm. There are times that we say things to our kids we didn't want to say. But that's you. what you'll see in the model in our household is we will mm-hmm. go find our child. Right. And we will say, listen, how I handled that was not appropriate. And I'm really sorry that I said those things. I don't know exactly how it made you feel. But if it made you feel less mm-hmm. than valuable... I'm sorry, right. and I need, would you please forgive me? You will see that model because we know our kids are not going to get through their childhood mm-hmm. without us misstepping. Right. They're not, it's not going to happen. So if we can, along the way, kind of pull that together and find healing quickly when we do make those mistakes, right. it can lead to a lot less heartache later on. And that's why I said for us, it's just been our, you know, our passion to create a strong family, just understanding that. The depth of it has, and I even thinking as myself too, is with my mom, who's been a you know, fabulous mom, and the things like, and we have many, many, many years of memories and things to share. But my earliest memory, I think, I think my earliest memory, like I had to be five years old because I don't remember very much, but that motherly thing, and I don't know if my mom even remembers this, but I'd gone to a birthday party and the birthday girl had gotten a new doll. And I remember as a five-year-old going like, oh my goodness, this doll is everything. Mm-hmm. I want the new doll, the shinier hair and the shiny new outfit. And as a little girl just going, what a beautiful doll. And for some reason, I don't remember all of it because I was so young. I remember coming home with that little bit of disappointment, like, I don't have a doll like that. You know, the world <laughs> is falling apart. But I remember my mom taking the doll that we had, whatever doll I was playing with, and doing some sort of like beauty treatment to the doll and saying, let's give your doll a bath and let's give her this new thing. And maybe we put something in her hair. And it was like this feeling like, we're going to make your doll a really nice doll and she's going to be amazing. And I still remember that, that feeling of going, let me take care of you. Mm. Let me help. I, you want that feeling of a doll to love? Okay, we're going to give this doll a beauty treatment. Do you know my mom? My mom is all about fashion and beauty treatment. So she was using her love language to you know love me in that moment. And I could have many, many more moments to share But I think about that to myself as a mom too. Okay, because again, as a mom or as a woman, the years of my childhood get fuzzier and fuzzier as they go by. So I go, okay, what were the moments I remember? Just like Mm -hmm. for you, Joe, you're remembering these highlight moments, which are, you know, traumatic. And I go, okay, what were the moments I remember of things that mattered that my parents did for me along the Mm -hmm. way? Okay, I want to make sure that I show up in those moments for my kids. Mm -hmm. And fortunately, again, our oldest is 21 right now. Our youngest just turned 19 or 19 and 15 and 12. So we're still kind of in the thick of those like years that things can go either way. (laughs) (laughs) 
but to go my my role still matters it is still the yeah. you know the most important people in their lives hopefully and our relationship matters. Mm-hmm. I remember someone said one time, I, I don't know who the quote came from because I've heard dozens of people say this, but the greatest gift a father can give mm-hmm. to his children is to love right. their mother. Mm-hmm. And so when we're looking at our lives, when it comes, especially because we're talking about Mother's Day, how do we best meet each other's needs mm-hmm. when it comes to both of us having contrasting and needs again, for Mother's, Mother's Day. Day itself? We really can throw it out. It is an artificial holiday. What matters to me is how is Joe loving and appreciating me throughout the year? Mm-hmm. And that is really, Joe, you are so supportive. And that's why I'm like, if he is like 100% supportive 363 days a year, and there's one day that he's 95% I, in his game. I'm going, Really? And I get to go, what is this about, Tara? Right? What is this about? And I go, I have a wonderful husband. He takes care of me. He loves me. So I remember the day we keep the expectations really clear. Hey, hon, write me a card. That'd be not rigged, right? Or have the kids, I even say not you, have the kids write mm. me a card. And you make sure they write me a card. Hey, I don't want to cook. Let's order something. Okay. I want to do this. Okay. Keep it like to a level of this is what Joe can handle. And this is what I need. I'm not going to put the bar so high that you fail at it. And it just causes stress for both of us. Right. And I think I really appreciate your incredible, incredible generosity of saying 363 <laughs> days a year, because I don't think it's anywhere close to that. Okay, 359. But, <laughs> but There's thank Christmas you. in there too. Thank no. you very much. Um, but no, that that's really good. And, and I think I, what I love is that you, for me and my needs, is that you're willing to say, let me listen, let me hear exactly what's mm-hmm. going on, Help, let me be empathetic, mm-hmm. not sympathetic, but empathetic to help understand what is happening and how do we both walk through this where it's beneficial mm-hmm. to both of us. Well, even for our kids, I think they're probably halfway aware of this dynamic in a relationship, but they grow up hopefully with that same empathy, mm-hmm. right? That they yeah. can say, I had a great mom, I wanna celebrate her, but they also grew up knowing, hey, some people, don't have that same experience. So let's be sensitive and gentle to some people not having, you know, great memories of their mom. So I think in the end, it is about loving people better and not just artificially saying, this is what you you must do A, B, and C in order to appreciate, you know, your mom or your wife, or whatever. And again, I don't want it ever to be formulaic where you have to do certain things like appreciate me day in, day out, say thank you. You do. Have my have the kids just remind them when they're young. Mm hey, say thank you to their mom. And now they're old enough, they're doing that on their own for the most part. But that's the best way you love me is, hey, you encourage our children to love and respect me and to help me and to be honorable. And I couldn't, that's much better than whatever flash you could do. (laughs) And another thing I think we learned through the lunch meet experience (laughs) was this idea to really be clear in our communication of expectations. Mm -hmm. So as we're leading up to Mother's Day, as soon as I, the moment I start to notice, because sometimes I don't notice it right away that it's happening. Mm-hmm. There's, there's something I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, I, I kind of explain it to Tara as like the onset of the flu. Mm-hmm. You, you kind of feel that chill or you kind of feel mm-hmm. this, you feel a little off. You don't really know what it is. You're not paying attention to it. But all of a sudden you start to go, oh, wait a minute, I'm, I'm not feeling so hot. And so I can come to you at that point, Tara, and say, yeah, you know what? I, I'm not feeling mm-hmm. so great. And and typically it's right around your mm-hmm. birthday, which is at the end of March, which is unfortunate. <laughs> but that's when it kind of starts to to surface into April. 
Um, but we're able to then voice our expectation. You're able to say to me, okay, I know that you're, you, this is, this could be a, a tough season, but these, this is what I, I need from you. These are the expectations and vice versa. And a lot of times, and it's gotten better. And a lot of times time. you don't need to talk about anything at that moment. And I know it's not like, Hey, stop everything and take care of me. It's just going, Hey, there's a little bit going on. I'm not quite sure. And I go, okay, cool. I'm aware of, we have to communicate more, more, um, intentionally about if I'm expecting some engagement from you or some response from you that you're going, I'm not quite there to give that to you. Mm. And sometimes it just passes and we're fine. But I think as long as we've kept our communication going, hey, what do you expect? Again, it's just all that to say, it's a complicated holiday. And mm. I think our culture doesn't always make it make it better to understand all the various situations people are in that life is rarely just so easy. But if you do have a mother who's amazing and who has loved you well to the best of her ability, you know, say happy Mother's Day to her. But more than that, tell her you love her throughout the year. Like, right? Yeah, it, right. The whole thing of like more than one day is great for your mom. <laughs> <laughs> you know? and, yes. I mean, so that's more important to me. But I want to say happy mother, Mother's Day to my mom, who has been a fabulous mom, who set the standard high and um, has helped me become a better mom. Because I think a lot of what I do is probably just a matter of habit, right? And repeating right. what we've seen, you know? So some of those things, although some ways I'm quite different <laughs> than my mom. She's like... Okay, Tara, <laughs> yeah. you have an interesting way you do your family, but go for it. <laughs> yeah. And I'll jump on that for a moment too, Tara, and wish your mom, Lynette, a very happy Mother's Day. First of all, I'm extremely grateful because of the person that I married. You turned Ooh. out in large part the way you did because of the way you were parented. And, and what an amazing gift they gave me in that. And I'm really grateful. But I'm also grateful because I hear a lot of people talk about their in-laws and they kind of roll their eyes or... That's one issue we don't have. No, there they have go. got so a, look at but I really do have the best in-laws on the planet. I, I really do mean that. They're absolutely extraordinary. And your mom has uh, been a great example for me to see what a healthy mom really should mm -hmm. look like. And so in part of my healing process... Uh, your mom and dad both have mm -hmm. played a critical role in that because they've given me something to look to um, to say, hey, this is what healthy looks like, but also uh, have loved me like a son, mm -hmm. have really uh, taken me in and invested in me in very rich and uh, tangible ways. So anyway, happy Mother's Day to your mom as well. Well, Joe, I can pretty much say, I think you are their favorite son-in-law. <laughs> I am their only yes. <laughs> son-in-law, right? Uh, I guess that's uh, there we yeah. go. You got uh, you got number one spot. Um, but back to what we were talking about and kind of wrapping up today. I think also understanding that sometimes in the pain, when we're seeking God, we're not going to find the answers we're looking for mm -hmm. necessarily. That God, His love is sufficient for us. Mm -hmm. um, he is enough. But we may not understand the whys. We may not get our heads wrapped around exactly you know, why this has to happen or why we have to walk through this, but we can rest in knowing that he does have our best interests at heart and understanding that even in the midst of that, not having to say it's okay, or, uh, you know, I can still not like it. I can still struggle through it, but understanding that God really does have my best interests at heart. And then also we, we've uh, worked or had to under, come to the understanding that we can't rush the process. Mm -hmm. I think that's where, you know, we're, I think we could say we're on the other side. I mean, we get tripped up a little bit with that. But to say it was a long process. And I think, you know, as we prayed and we sought God and go, what's going on here? 
I'd like to say we have a moment, we had a breakthrough moment, cool. But really, I think sometimes the healing process for you, Joe, and then the healing process for our marriage was over time and sticking mm-hmm. to it and having those conversations when they need to be had and being open with each other when we needed to be open, being clear, even, you know, simply being angry, going, hey, what's going on here? You know, why are you yelling at me about the lunch meat? Could you just, <laughs> what's your deal? And sometimes being able to really bring those things out in the open and going, something's not right. What's going on and how can I love you better? And, you know, and, and also at the same time, recognize, hey, here's where I'm at. Here's my needs, what I'm hoping for. But all that to say, we've been talking about this for a long time. It's a holiday. Yeah. <laughs> it's a day on the calendar. We can always can avoid it. But if it's an excuse for us to learn to love each other better through it, then we'll take it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Again, like Tara said, if you have an amazing mom, you are an amazing mom, even if you're just a good mom. Happy Mother's Day from both of us. We hope it's everything that you're dreaming it will be. If for some reason this day is difficult for you, just know that you're not alone and God sees you just mm-hmm. and right where you Never are. Never alone. I uh, would love to connect with you. We have a couple of places you can do that. Yes, we're on Facebook at Behind Our Smiles and we're on Instagram at Behind Our Smiles Pod. And wherever you're listening, if you want to leave us a rating or a review, that will help others find us. And if you're enjoying this episode, please share it with a friend. Yeah, especially if if you know someone who has a difficulty this time of year or has had a hard hardship. We uh, hope we're not alone, mind. basically, yes, right? right? We hope we're not the only ones that want to skip Mother's Day. <laughs> Thank you again very much. We will uh, catch you next week.